breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike M. McCarty. Ruben better enjoy the hell out of these next two days. It better be like some truffle mac and cheese or something. <laughs> it better be the <laughs> lobster mac and cheese. The mac and cheese for the royal family. He was uh, planning to go to New Orleans uh, with the family for a lacrosse trip. Right. His son plays lacrosse, and they were going to go and, and make a long weekend of it and enjoy New Orleans. Well, the lacrosse thing got scrapped, but he still had the days off planned, and so the wife found out there was like uh, this mac and cheese mecca in Waco. <laughs> Waco, Texas. So they're going to Waco and going to do a, the rounds of all the mac and cheese joints, so um, he better enjoy it. Yeah. How long ago was that David Koresh situation in Waco? So that 20 was years, 25 at years. At least 20, yeah, 25 years. Yeah, it's been years. a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't really keep up with all of that. Uh, at the time, they were portrayed as the bad people, mm-hmm. and, which is why they. The, I'm and, and boy, I, I'm really going. Off oh, into I don't. The weeds. I don't remember all of it. I really don't. I, it's been so long ago. I mean, we. I, it was a cult leader. Yes, absolutely. And, and I guess they feared there were children in danger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So they just blew up the place. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, everybody argues about who set the fire and all that. Um, but, I mean, if you've seen the documentaries, it's pretty evident the feds um, did some things they probably shouldn't have done. Yeah. I mean, if you watched any of the hearings and all that, there were things done that and shouldn't I, have been done. Sorry but, about that. I didn't prepare that. I just. No, that's okay. We're talking about Waco. How are you doing over there, by the way? You're So far, you haven't lost a toe. Okay. The. As far as like when we're here running, mm-hmm. that's not the issue. It's okay. all this other stuff like commando, you know, how to get things where. That's right. that's the right. issue because there are so many different ways that you've got to get X over to Y. And, you, have, and you have 18 computers over there. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a mess. It's It's really, it's really, I don't know, whoever set that up was just like. Well, it's overwhelming. Okay, Okay, let's do this. What about if we did this? Yeah, I mean. that'll make them struggle a little more. Yeah, it, but it, but it, it, we get so many elements to the show, from the commercials to the sound bites you hear to the feature oh, pieces everything. you hear, and and the Wall Street Report and Fox News. They all come from different places. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to get them in the right place, and they ought to be in the order. We have like a screen that goes piece by piece by piece in order, and if you have one piece out of order. You start losing toes because I chop toes off for every mistake you I make. Know. So we'll that's, see how many toes that's you why have. Ruben's shoes look like uh, the Saints kicker back yeah. in this. Uh, and he uh, won't wear sandals anymore. Was, oh my God! I know what you're talking about, Dempsey. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And Ruben won't wear sandals anymore. <laughs> All he wears is Crocs. Yeah. That's it. Oh no, he's Ruben's really good at his job, though. I mean, I you know, oh, I would absolutely. say that in front of him too. But, I mean, he and I have. Uh, but he, but he's been doing it for so long. It's yeah. second nature, right? He knows what it, and it's just the. I don't know. I don't like not knowing what I'm doing. 
Exactly. I, and I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of one-armed right now. Is that right. a word, one-armed? It is now. Um, so I, there's no way I could go over there and do that one-armed. Right. It's one-armed, right. isn't it? Well, and I, I, why am I saying one-armed? I know how to do it. One, <laughs> you keep saying one-armed. Okay, one-armed. Oh, man. I'm, man. Any, anywho. Yeah. Well, you're doing good so far. You've got a quarter of the hour down. <laughs> Blowing anything up. We got a pretty big day today too. I'm I'm looking and, and it's lots of breaking news. I'm gonna be quite honest with you. Um, Shelly Ragel from Spar is gonna join us in the seven o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't remember the swimming pool debacle of last year, where right. this Georgia company comes in and swoops under our local vendor to get the contract, only to go, nah, I'm not doing it for that amount. <laughs> but it was, no, I can't do it for that amount. Sorry. It ended up being issued back to Shelley. Yeah, because the Georgia company said, you want us to do what? Right. Oh, hell no. Okay. We're not doing that. And and McMillan sh- saved the day. And, you know, I spoke with her last night, and, and she's putting her bid in. She doesn't okay. know if anybody else is. Uh, she hopes not, but, you know, you never know. I mean, she knows the ins and outs of every pool and the cost of running them and the cost of the lifeguards and, you know, what you're going to have to pay. So that's coming up um, in the 7 o'clock hour. And then another big breaking story for schools, um, if you haven't heard yet, and you probably haven't, they're doing some realigning of the schools in the MLK neighborhood mm-hmm. to get sixth graders out of elementary schools. And they're going to create kind of a, they're going to create a middle school in that district where they're in the middle school kids, six through. Like there is in every other yeah, district. Yeah, I don't know why it hasn't been the same in yeah, MLK. you don't want sixth graders in with second graders. No, it's not a good thing. Right. So Northside will become a middle school, and then the lines will be redrawn for the elementary schools in the area, and they will all feed to Green Oaks. And the hope is to keep some of those kids in their home district schools. But, you know, we got Superintendent Dr. Lamar Gorey will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. You know, all of those schools pretty much on that list for realigning are failing schools. Does this plan come with some help to improve those schools? Because if I live in that district, and, I, you know, I'm sorry to say this, I'd be screaming bloody murder. Right. You know, yeah, great realign them, but are they going to be better? Are they going to be successful? Um, are they going to do what's best for the kids? So he will join us, and he is never shy to answer the hard questions. So, you know, we'll we'll hit him with it because that's an important piece to this puzzle that I, they need to address, too. I mean, you yeah, you can realign them and get the sixth graders out of elementary, but what are you doing to improve the schools? What are you doing to make it better for the kids? Otherwise, a lot of parents who have the means and wherewithal will move their kids to private school or to charter schools or wherever they can get them anyway and and as you said a lot of parents in that area don't have the means and wherewithal they don't to send their children to the uh, charter schools or private school Mm -hmm. and they feel stuck right feel stuck my kids got to go to an f school because i don't have other alternatives I can't get up every morning and drive my kid to a private school or or pay for the tuition at a private school and and you might think well it's not my district i don't care oh you know what I'm oh, saying? Absolutely. A lot of apathy about that, but that's the wrong attitude absolutely. because as as our kids are education is vital. And as we have a segment of the population mm-hmm. and I'm not saying black yeah, or white, I'm saying a matter. segment of the population that's uneducated, then that affects the entire society, the entire yes. system so right. in our area. So we want everybody to do well and get a great education. Absolutely. 
So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have those uh, coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots, lots to do today. Mm-hmm. So uh, hang on and cross your fingers. <laughs> Michael <laughs> McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. One seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. This, this is a few days. This is a few days old, but we haven't. I don't think we've we've talked about this. It was kind of <laughs> disturbing to say the least. Um, what was one of the things when you think of the Nazi Party and and their oppression? What's one of the things that you think of? Killing people. Okay, yeah, book burning. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, the control of of the information that you get. Well, now the 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 woke crowd is going into classic literature, and they're rewriting it <laughs> to remove offensive words. Oh, please. please, Aaron, it's. <clears throat> this is so dangerous. Roll, roll, doll. Okay, classic mm-hmm. books. Yes, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Matilda. I mean, these are. <laughs> what we're going to change them because well, they're going to yeah. change them because there are there are uh, offensive things like uh, remember um, Augustus Gloop. Augustus, remember yeah, he's the one that yeah, started drinking yeah. the chocolate river mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, he's no longer fat. He's enormous. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to say a kid's fat. And Miss, Mrs. Twit from the Twits is no longer ugly. Can't say she's ugly. Wow. She's beastly. She's beastly is better than ugly? It's better than ugly. <laughs> you best not call me beastly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh my goodness! And and you can't use the words black and white. What? Yeah, you can't. You, apparently, the word and and I'm not talking about people, a black person or a white person. Uh, in in some words, it says the BFG no longer wears a black coat for some reason, and characters no longer turn white with fear. Wait a minute. What color do you turn with fear? It's absurd. Where does it end? When Matilda, in in the story Matilda, Matilda. she discovers the joy of reading. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. In in the story. And they say she she gets lost in the writing of Joseph Conrad and Rudyard Kipling. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently those are offensive. Oh, those authors are offensive. Now it's Jane Austen and John Steinbeck. They're rewriting these classic books. They're doing it with James Bond, Ian Fleming's classic James oh, Bond novels. Man. Those are terribly offensive. Oh, Tom Sawyer, get get ready. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You're, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, man. Sure. Huckleberry Finn. Mm-hmm. The Adventures of Huck Finn. It's got to oh, go. It's, it's just taken out. Let's throw it in the burn pile. Oh, golly. Aaron, it's, 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 the thing is, where where does it stop at that point? And who's the judge? Take, are you going to take Mona Lisa 
and go, you know, she's she's too she's flirty. She's too white. Mm-hmm. She's too. We've got to you know darken her skin tone. Yeah. Or or she's too <laughs> European. I mean, where does it stop? And my problem is, who's the judge? Well, that's what I'm who, saying. Who, who determines who took it what's upon offensive? Exactly. I'm the uh, the offensive czar. <laughs> I know what's offensive and, and what's not offensive. And I'm going to dictate to you what is now offensive what, and not offensive. What you should be offended by. What's the saying? My rights don't end where your feelings oh, begin? I'm just saying. You start calling me beastly? <laughs> I'm calling Chief Smith. I'm calling we you, got a problem. I'm calling you T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> You can't, you can't move your your. Don't arms. even start with that T-Rex nonsense. <laughs> Shelly Regal with Spar is going to join us after the 7 o'clock news. And uh, we're going to get that pool situation straightened out before it is even an issue. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten keel. This this the, the, shoot, this may be one of the acts at Mud Bug Madness coming up. If I told you A Train, the Boomers That's and the Crawdads are gonna be at Mud would you would you believe it? That's There's crazy. no way. A train is Mickey coming back? It sounds like they're getting all three bands are gonna be back. Especially, they're doing a special throwback night um, on Thursday, the opening night, May 25th. A-Train, the Crawdads, and the Boomers. Boy, does that take you back to Humphreys in the Square and uh, <laughs> back when Shreveport was booming? Looking, Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, it's just, uh, dang, where did you get that? Because I'm, I'm looking at their site, and it's coming soon. Uh, it's at keelnews.com. Oh, well, look at you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's not me. It's Bristol. But they they sent a they sent a news release saying they're doing a big mud bat mud bug madness rewind, and I'm just so thrilled. That's going to be a blast. Aaron, it seems I'm not kidding. It seems like about a month ago that I, that uh, that we had the celebrity crawfish eating contest. Yeah, and I had the poster in here. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that and crazy? It's going to be time again. It's already back up to. Yeah, I'm just warning you now because that's Thursday night, the opening night. Uh, Friday the 26th, I'm sick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a virus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. Uh, let's see, what disease? I'm gonna. Have... Well, we're in the same room, so I'm going to have it too. Oh, you're gonna have it yeah. too. Okay. So <laughs> you you passed it along I'm to just, me. But you know what else they're doing? Mudbug Madness is stepping up to bring back Patty in the Plaza. I'm excited. Which about I that. think is next week, next Thursday night, seventeenth. Yeah. Actually, on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. How cool is it that it worked out? It's a Friday, and that you know the green beer will be a flowing. Will be a. Did I just say will be a? That's it. Works. Yeah. It works. It's just will be a flowing. It is springtime. It's time to get out and enjoy things. It's just going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. Holiday in Dixie. We got the air show coming up. Mm. I forget about that. The Blue Angels are coming. Blue Angels are coming. Oh, boy. My brother-in-law's coming in from uh, Atlanta and actually Dunwoody. Okay. And he says, we're going. I want to go. Oh, that's going to be a blast. We're going to have fun. It's a lot of things happening. Uh, In fact, uh, we got Shelly Rago. Speaking of springtime, pools will be open in the city of Shreveport. Before you know it, Mm -hmm. uh, there'll be an opening. Is that what you say? There'll be be an opening. (laughs) There'll be an opening. 
We'll talk with her about the uh, how's that working out. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. See, the thing about this system is that that Ruben knows so well. It's not. It's just not intuitive. It's not. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's not. You look at a lot of things. I can look at even on the computer and, and go, okay. Well, I say, okay. Figure that out. You yeah. Know. <laughs> it's, no, it's <laughs> that way. <laughs> you got to know what you're looking and, and at. That, for well, first. yeah. Anyway. Which it's, it's a whole different language. That I, I, you know, I would equate it to that. It's like a new language you're looking at going. Right, because when he was this. on vacation, I did it. And after mm-hmm. a week, I got kind of into the groove and go, you, right. you can anticipate things. But but uh, if you don't do it all the time, you don't it's have It's not that. like riding a bike. You can't jump on it and pedal no. and, and get going. No, you no. got to practice, practice, practice. So, Would you – there's two things. Uh, automobiles. Okay, I'm old school. Sorry. I I I I love the I love the, my engines, you know. Mm-hmm. I love my motorcycles. The bigger, the better, because I'm a, I'm a I'm a big boy. You're beastly. You're uh, not my, big. That's right. I'm not fat. I'm beastly. Beastly. Okay. But <sighs> I just I, and I'm not a I'm not opposed to electric vehicles. Okay. okay? If you come up with a concept that works, fantastic. Absolutely. Let, let's get flying cars. Where are those? I'm ready. Why don't we have our flying cars yet? George we're Jetson. we're, what, what, we're mm-hmm. a quarter of a century into the. I mean, into the 21st century. Yeah, I'm ready for them. Where where are our flying cars? I'm ready for that. I definitely am. But if you can come up with an alternative power that's practical, mm-hmm. great. But but don't force EVs on us. When they're not ready, like the vaccine, yeah, forcing it, forcing it on the American people before it's ready. And California's doing away with gas-powered cars. I forget what year, but they will no longer be able to be sold in California after twenty twenty-six or whatever. Yeah, and I, you know, I was in California last year and in November, and about one out of every ten cars I saw was electric. Really? About ten percent. It may not quite be that high, but it was pretty high. You noticed them. I noticed them everywhere. You noticed them, and right. I and I even noticed them like in the the big parks, the Joshua Tree National Park, which is in the middle of nowhere. There were no EV stations in this park that just spanned forever and ever. And I thought, how would you even think to come in this park on an electric car? What if something happened? You're not you're, you you. That tow fee to get that car out of there mm. would be unbelievable. But then I get to thinking, all these people are driving on these roads, and they're not contributing to the roads. Well, it's, that's it. See, they're not paying they're gas not tax. buying gasoline, right. so they're not paying the gas tax. So what is happening now? And and little this happened last year, and little did we know, um, Louisiana lawmakers passed an EV fee. For all cars in Louisiana that are electric or hybrid, I think you're paying um, $60 a year in a fee to the state for a hybrid car. 
and $110 each year for an EV car, fully EV car. I guess you pay it on your license tag or your driver's license. I guess it's got to be the tag. It's got to go with the car. But now they're realizing that's not enough. Of for you to for you to pay your share of our roads because we have an eighteen billion dollar backlog, there there is a what is it called? It is a Louisiana Electric Vehicle Task Force, and they're now holding meetings to talk about revenues and other dollars used for our roads and what can they do to increase so those EV fees. Are there enough EVs on the road to justify? Now we have an entire task force that's spending time on creating this? That's a great question. But part of the problem, Mike, is that our fuel tax revenues are down by about $500 million. And it's not just because of EVs. It's because more of the cars that are out there are now more fuel efficient. Where cars 10 years ago would get on average 18 miles a gallon, now they're getting 30. So you can go further on your gallon of gas. And so you're seeing revenues from the gas taxes go down, even Mm -hmm. though we pay, I think, 20 cents a gallon for gas tax. Because the cars are more efficient, you're not paying as much in fuel taxes. And so you're seeing that number go down. So is it fair to put the entire burden on the EV users or the hybrid users and say, look, because your other cars, these fuel cars are more fuel efficient, we're going to have to boost these fees on the electric. I don't know. I think there's a fair balance, and I'm not advocating a gas tax increase by by no means. Are you voting for Sean Wilson? (laughs) (laughs) you got to be fair, and, and I mean, they need to pay their fair share, no doubt about it. All right, and Shelly Rago with Spar going to join us just after 7 o'clock. We're talking about uh, opening the Shreveport pools, and is that falling in line unlike last year? Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. seven FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Also a free download from Office Furniture Source. Make sure you download the Keel News app. You can take us with you wherever you go. And that's also how you can connect with us on our message board with mm-hmm. the uh, Shreveport Security Systems message board. You never uh, know. Which, we might which, read your message which, on the air. Yeah, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were talking yesterday. You You talked about the Chris Rock special. Yeah. Did you watch it? I, I, yes, short answer. I told you it was going to be offensive, part of it. I told you that. Okay. Now, I, I realize a lot, this is brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just came out this week. Yes. Uh, they broadcast it live on, uh, I guess, was it Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they broadcast it live originally, and then now they kind of, they said they edited, but I don't think they edited for content. <laughs> No. And then they, they've put it up now for, uh, you can stream it. Mm-hmm. He got so offensive, Aaron. I know. I told that you. I, I, but it was almost to the point where I'm like, I'm wondering if this is actual sarcasm. Well, parts of it was a joke when he said you should be able to kill kids until they're four. I mean, but, you know, yeah, that, oh, well, that's obviously no, a joke. No, I, I understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, but when he was talking about abortion. Yeah. 
And, and he's way out there on abortion. I'm going to tell you, it's not if you if you are a pro life. He also said, "Let's don't kill ourselves. This is killing babies. Yes, we're killing babies. We are killing babies, and you so, must admit that. Yeah, I you know. But I, then he said he's paid for more abortions than right. anybody in the room, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was waiting on the whole Will Smith thing. It's right at the end, yeah. And, and which it, yeah, which it was. And then he talked about uh, other things that weren't, you know, so far out. Right, that exactly. You were trying to run, <laughs> run conservatives so off. Mm-hmm. But but I, yeah, I did watch it, and it was yeah. Uh, yeah, he's over the he's over the edge for a lot of people. He now he's has he gone further. Because I've I've seen his stuff stand up before, and it wasn't so far, you know. I'm wondering, it was it almost. I, I watched Jerry Seinfeld's last stand up, and I I got to the feeling of he's trying too hard. Mm, yeah, he's almost trying to, and I felt that way with Chris Rock when I was watching this yesterday. The Will Smith part, he was trying too hard. That that the was whole, like I just felt the whole thing. It was yeah, he's trying too hard. He knew there were going to be a lot of eyes on it, yes. and and he knew exactly. this. You know, I better really go over the edge here and go a little crazy. So he did. He went a little crazy in some parts of it. Some of it, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard at the Meghan Markle piece you know you hit the lottery lady right. stop whining yeah for crying out loud but yeah it the the will smith part i liked i like i mean he called will smith out he called him every word but a, B, a kind yeah. gentleman the witch with the beast several and times and called his wife out too and and for the for all the shenanigans they pull and the crowd seemed to be with him now i'm sure the crowd's planted pretty good you know they, they set that up but the abortion part, yeah. uh, I I wish I could have just skipped all that part and just give me the Will Smith part, the Meghan Markle part. I'd have been happy. But yeah, uh, well, like you say, I I I sat through a lot of it and I I did I wasn't paying attention to a lot of it because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. You know. Mm. So, but anyway, I just wanted to let you know I did I did I did sit through it and watch it. Yeah. Shelly yeah. Regal with uh, Spar going to join us just after the local news. Uh, Shreveport pools will be opening and we'll uh, find out how the RFPs are going 1017 FM 710 Keel Mike and McCarty your One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Spar Director Shelley Ragel joining us. I hope Shelley. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Look good. at that. Thanks for good. joining us. Um, you know, last year we were doing the RFPs for the pools, like in May. Um, yeah. And we're and so I wanted to, ch- and it was a debacle last year. We all will admit. Uh, you are now getting an early start to get the pools open. Tell us the procedure. Where are we now? Um, are you? Is the process open for bids? It is open. It'll close at the end of this month. So we hope to have our pool contractor um, selected by April, and we can get contracts rolling. But in the meantime, that'll give us some a lot more planning time. We did end, and with the great, we had a great pool season after everything last year and we've got some ideas for this year we want to we are thinking about opening it on memorial day weekend which we haven't done in the past but what a great weekend to be open and 
um, especially with it feeling like an early spring, maybe an early summer. So, what, what other ideas? Ready. You said you have some ideas for this year, including Memorial Day, longer hours, perhaps. Uh, what, what else are you looking at? More hours, um, maybe expanding some of our water aerobics where we offer those, and also, you know, more activities for our youth, making sure that all of our children in our rec centers who have do not know how to swim, that we swim test those children when their parents allow, teach them to swim so that we're ensuring that we're teaching as many children in our community to swim as possible. Well, we know last year you were able to open four of the five pools, Bill Cockrell Park. There were some parts issues, I believe. Um, have those been resolved? Are you going to be able to get all five pools open this year? The other thing that we did in the off season, and I'll have to say I didn't even know these existed, but we brought an aquatics engineer into town to do a um, review of all of our pools and what they all need. Bill Cockrell is more than parts. At this point, we have a shell that is damaged, so we probably will not get it back open again this year just due to all the the repairs it needs. It will not sufficiently hold water, and we were afraid of that when we had some of the things that were going on with it, and so that pool is it's a uh, toss-up whether the repairs are worth trying to find the money eventually to build a new pool. Shelly, and uh, I know you have your big girl panties on today, so uh, four hours on Saturday and Sunday for swimming pools, which is what the schedule was last year, just doesn't seem adequate at a time when we're trying to find things for our kids to do. Are you hopeful you can have more hours, longer hours, on, especially on the weekends for the youngsters? Yes, we talked about the operating hours to see if extending those. We know that during the week, we use the morning times. The reason we don't open till one during the week is that the morning times are mostly spent for swim lessons, aerobics, things like that. One of the things we did talk about is Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, maybe just extending it um, just a little bit. But you have to, I have to rely on the experts who manage our pools to tell us, you know, when does dusk and dawn, does it, you know, six o'clock is not completely dark, but you've got to remember shadowing and things about safety in the mm-hmm. pool so we'll rely on them to talk about whether we extend it later or we go up earlier well that answered one of my questions about not opening until one o'clock the pools aren't just sitting with nobody there they are being used in the morning hours yes sir that's when we do yeah well it's good the majority, yes lessons and like i said we have a robust uh, senior water aerobics they look forward to that every year and um we did some of that at Corby's last year, so we're hoping to extend that to other pools too this year. Well, maybe I'll come over there and do my aerobics. Let me let's talk yeah. dollar. Let's talk dollars and cents. Has this new mayor opened up his pocketbook? Last year, I think you had a, a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars to run the pools. Has he given you a, a pile of cash and said, "Do more, do better"? No, well, we had already set our. You know, of course, this budget was set before this mayor came into office. We are doing some things a little bit different with this contract that will, in essence, um, our contract is still based at 125. This RFP went out with provisions to extend it so that we don't have to do an RFP every year if we're, if the contractor and the city are pleased. After each season, we can extend the contract. 
And in that contract, it also gives them, um, there's provisions for a, well, a cost of living adjustment, if you will, so that they won't make 125 every year. Okay. They will be able to keep up. Can you stay with us? Because I have more questions about um, how they're run, you know, who could come in and run them. We had this big Atlanta company come in last year and say, we can do it, we can do it. Can Can we hold you over for another segment? Sure. All right, cool. Shelly Ragel, director of SPAR uh, with Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline talking with uh, Spar Director Shelley Regal. I'm hoping you're still there. Good morning. Good morning. Oh my still gosh, here. it's still working. Shelley, there was a, a, a mess last year. We're talking about the Shreveport City Pools. An Atlanta company, USA Management, submitted a proposal to run the pools. A longtime company, local company, Rock Solid and Shelly McMillan, had typically run the pools for the city for, for many years. And uh, the former mayor deemed that the McMillan proposal was not responsive with their uh, their proposal. And so the Atlanta company was picked. And then the Atlanta company looked at what the city wanted and said, oh, no, we can't do all that. Am I wrong? No, you're correct. Okay. And so we went back to Rock Solid and Shelly McMillan and said, hey, can you step in and do it? And, and we didn't get the pools open till second weekend in June, I guess. But um, have you had meetings with with McMillan, with any other companies interested in running the pool? Is this Shelly McMillan's contract to lose, I guess I could ask? Well, you know, we certainly, like I said, after all was said and done last year, we had a great pool season. We, um, because of the way things went last year, we implemented we met every week about pools with Shelley and her management staff and our staff just to make sure hey are things going well what's happening and you've got to remember we're maintaining pools we don't have a pool that was built before the 70s mm-hmm. so we're build, we're maintaining I mean when the aquatic engineer came in he just kind of looked at us like what what are these <laughs> you know? like the b-52s of pools yeah Absolutely. I've got to give, you know, hats off to Ray Hill and the maintenance staff at SPAR. They just do such an incredible job keeping these, you know, running with the resources that we have. And so every week we met. So we've got really good, you know, data. We've got really good notes from all those meetings. And, you know, Shelley did a great job. And I think one of the things it did, and you know this because you were Part of all that discussion as we were trying to get ready for pool season last year, it also um, reminded our community about the pools and about that there are children out there that don't have opportunities. And we had a lot of public support last year, too, which made for a really great pool season. And we had numbers at some of our pools that hadn't been as high as they had been in the past. Mm -hmm. So I think it it made people remember that we had the pools out there. And Shelly and her team did a great job. And yes, I mean, she'll certainly, uh, you know, I'm sure she's going to submit a proposal and there'll be a committee who will look at that. It won't be an individual decision about who gets it. And we certainly take into consideration in that RFP is um, history. It's what you propose to do, you know, what you've done in the past. It's not just it doesn't boil down just to dollars and cents. Have other com- have other companies 
uh, inquired about running our pools, specifically USA have, Management? Have you sent Have you sent the RFP to any other companies? What that goes to purchasing, and they look, you know, for companies that do this kind of work, and then we advertise it through. Our city of Shreveport uses Big Sync to advertise our RFPs, and so that's how it's been done. Okay. Do you expect? Um, I have not. I have not had any inquiries personally about the pool contract, but those are normally directed straight to purchasing if somebody has a question. Okay. So, and I have not heard from purchasing. You know, it's kind of one of those processes you just have to let it run its course, that advertising period, and then we'll start to review those as soon as they come back, which they're due March, I believe I told you, the 28th. Right. Now, there was also kind of a a co-program that was going along with regard to swim lessons because of the tragedy we had on the Red River, that there was was a foundation paying for swim lessons. Is that happening again? Is Shelly's team helping to step up and, and provide those swim lessons? And is it too late for folks who want to get their children swim lessons to get signed up? No, it's not too late at all. Matter of fact, as soon as we get the contractor on, we'll open up for swim lessons. And like I said before, we still teach um, hundreds, thousands of kids, usually about a thousand kids a year to swim in what we call our free lessons, whether that's through our rec centers or through other um, money that we raise in the community to give children swim lessons. And Shelly is part of that, has been traditionally part of helping us provide those lessons to children in our community so she'll have a she'll have paid lessons that she does for any you know anyone who'd like to sign their children up and then we also do our all of our rec students like i said get swim tested and if depending on their ability then their lessons that are matched with their ability i think shelly shelly and uh, cedric glover we're instrumental yes. in getting mm-hmm. that program going. Yes. And now, is there a program and that all, is it all fourth graders are taught how to swim? Third graders. Third graders, okay. Yes, through Caddo Parish Schools go and take um, lessons, I think, in the third grade. Yes. And, those, and, you know, what we're trying to do is make sure that, you know, if a child falls in, he knows the roller, you know, all the things that you teach a child um, about being around the water. Right. And then there's, you know, some children know how to do that, so we might give them the next lesson. Our hope is that we're growing these young people into being lifeguards one day or being, you know, them teaching lessons mm-hmm. in our rec centers. To, and, you know, that encourages other children to participate. Will you hope to keep – I know the, most of the pools except Southern Hills closed about midsummer. I guess, that maybe they had a six-week run. Are you hoping you can keep – I mean, we would all love to see the pools open – as long as the kids are out of school. Is that the ultimate goal, or we just don't have enough funding to do that? We actually stayed open last year till you know, school started like from the 2nd last year of August. Okay. Which was, they're not, they're not start, starting school in 20, 23 until, I think it's the 9th. So we'll try to stay open, you know, till the weekend before they start school. We keep Southern Hills open through Labor Day. So mm-hmm. that we're still doing aerobics and there's still a place to swim. Last year we actually kept Corby's open that long too. Oh, good. So, yeah. So a lot of it too depends on demand and the pools, you know, where people are swimming and if they're not swimming. And a little bit of it depends on weather. So we'll try to keep um, some of the, we always try to keep one pool open through Labor Day. 
Okay, one last thing. I've, I've been banned from the splash pads around town. Just, oh, no. I'm not going to tell you why, but um, that's I'll a tell, Cedric, tell her why. Cedric Glover thing. The, the one downtown is never going to reopen. Can, we, can, we, can you clear that up for us today? It's just too costly to keep repairing that every time it floods. You and I have talked about it. Well, What's the plan? That may not be true anymore. Oh, good. We actually, you might be seeing us um, go out for bids on actually repairing it. Since the flood of 2015, there has been change in technology, and we are working with the company to develop. They understand our issues. The issue is when the river floods like it did in 2015, everything for these fountains is below ground, Mm -hmm. what makes them work. You can't really change that. We talked to them. Is there any way to put it above ground? And they said, no, not really. But here's some things that have drastically changed since that was put in and Gosh, was that 2008 or, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and so here's the change in technology and we think we can help y'all get there and mitigate against flooding. Well, that's awesome news. Yeah, it's been exciting to um, talk to them about it. We've been talking to them about, you know, there's lighting on the ground. Is there any way we can connect that to the bridge controls, the, the bridge and those lights? So, yeah, there's some exciting news hopefully coming down the way for that riverfront fountain. People love those fountains. Oh, we love want to them. see them working. Well, can you, un- um, can we- you unban me from them, please? <laughs> we might. Okay. We might. All right. We'll have to, Tell we'll have to can't pee in it anymore. <laughs> but that brings me to say it. Yes, I, I wasn't going to say it, but. Um, That's why I she got banned. All of, <laughs> yes. All of our splash pads will open May the 1st. We've got them, you know, all around the city. That's the great things about those. We can open those early, and we leave those open until October one. That's so awesome. You get a, so those those are open, and there's I think about nine of them across the city. So those are always fun, and young people love to do those. They're safe, you know. We don't have to have a lifeguard because none of them hold water, and um, they'll open May first. That is so cool. Shelly Regal with Spar. When you get the bids back for the pools, we want to have you back, and let's uh, let's talk more about it. Okay, and just remind everybody to go to myspar.org. We're registering for spring break camp, summer camp. We've got tennis programs going on. Um, they'll happen this spring. So great we stuff. encourage you to get, get involved. Thank you so much, Shelly. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, Shelly. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. My fault. Not your fault. You've done good. What, shh. 1017 FM 710 Keel. You're good. When I was PA announcer for the Shreveport Captains, mm-hmm. okay, um, did it? I did it for three years. One of the golden rules in the PA room, we had the we had the PA announcer, uh, the official scorer. We had uh, somebody that ran the scoreboard. We had somebody that ran the message board. Mm-hmm. So there were four or five people in that yeah. room. You could never say, wow, game's going by fast tonight. Oh, that meant extra innings. <laughs> that, that meant immediately we're going to be locked up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now we're we're in the 14th inning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 2 a.m. Nobody's in the stadium they're, anymore. They're out I, of hot dogs. I yeah. still have to announce the batters and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So don't say, I, I thank you for the compliment. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, it's... it's by the way, speaking of, of baseball, tomorrow um, Mayor Arsenault is going to join us. We're going to talk about Fairgrounds Field, the Rev Entertainment proposal. Um, is the demolition of the Fairgrounds, old Fairgrounds, we're going to start back up? He's going to answer all those questions for us tomorrow morning. Because before long, the state fair is going to be back, and we're going to have to hold up again because the fair's here. <sighs> well, it got in a legal entanglement because the were they handling the bat guano properly? It was a big mess. So uh, the mayor will kind of unravel what's the latest with regard to Fairgrounds Field. That's coming up tomorrow. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. One seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Any chance I could talk you into a, a an electric vehicle? Tesla's lowering their prices by about nine percent. No, no. You, no. you want to hear even, the engine? You want? It's not even that. It's it's the fact that uh, uh, they're just not a viable option yet. Mm-hmm. I would not feel comfortable going, okay, I'm going to drive to Dallas this weekend. Right, right. And then you have to char- You have to stop, mm-hmm. and if you have to wait for a charging station, you, you, no telling how long the wait's going to be. Exactly. Then, then, then how long does it take to charge? You yeah. know, are you looking at 45 minutes to an hour every time you have to charge? Right. Well, one of the things is, and I did. who knew we had a Louisiana electric vehicle task force, but we do. And they're looking at fees that they can charge, additional fees. There already is a fee implemented, $110 annual fee for every electric vehicle in Louisiana that you pay with your uh, license plate. But they're looking at other ways to bring in money from electric vehicle. And, And one of the things they thought was a sales tax on the charging stations. Right. That was proposed. It's been one of the, I say proposed, it's been talked about. But then one of the experts said that's really not a great idea because most people charge their cars at home. So there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of charging at charging stations. There's a, when I pull into the parking lot, the employee parking lot at Channel 3, when mm-hmm. I go back, uh, somebody's got one of those Toyota EVs. Ah, and okay. I noticed it's plugged in. Oh, is it? Out in okay. the parking lot. He's got it. Yeah. He's, so he's charging during the day huh. while he's at work. Okay. There's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, I guess if, if your company doesn't mind yeah. <laughs> that you're using that electricity, I'm, I hope I didn't just throw him under the bus. Right. And I thought, you know, the, the, for a sales tax at the EV charging stations, uh, much of the charging's done at home and that, that tax couldn't apply. I didn't realize this because residential utilities, like your electric power at your house, mm-hmm. are exempt from sales taxes. So you couldn't 
you know, increase the sales taxes on your home electricity use to get those EV people because it's exempt. So it would only apply to those charging stations, and very, very few people use the charging stations, you know, on a regular basis. You right, come home, right. you plug in your car at your house. So, I, you know, we'll see what they're going to do. You know, lawmakers will probably have more bills to discuss this April with regard to, you know, fees for EV cars because it's growing. More people are buying them. Cattle Parish School Superintendent Lamar Gorey going to join us uh, after the news, top of the hour. Uh, there's uh, some big changes coming in to, you said, the feeder schools. Mm-hmm, for, 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 the, for one neighborhood in our community. Yeah, mm-hmm. and find out what the, what the plans are and what's going on with that. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. One seven FM seven ten Keel. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> Mike and McCarty. You mean? I'm not. Well, I'm. I'm trying to do fourteen things here. <laughs> Ruben, where are you, you when I need you? You think he's eating mac and cheese for breakfast? I don't think they're there yet. Are they? Or did they Probably leave yesterday? Not. I don't know if they left yesterday. I'm not sure. He's going to Waco for mm-hmm. those that. Are, are just tuning in. Ruben is not here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm behind this B fifty two console here. <laughs> I got to do that one time. By the way, I think I told you. Oh yeah. I got to not not a B fifty two. Right. My mom uh, at at her church. One uh, you got to go to out on base, mm-hmm. and you got to go into the actual flight simulator. Nice for B fifty two. Oh, now wow. it's like the it's not like you go sit down in a chair like this mm-hmm. and then there's a computer screen with a joystick. Right, okay? right. No, 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 no. This is the actual. It's like an actual cockpit, and you have to crawl in. Oh my! I mean, all everything is is in there, and God then it's in this huge room, and there are massive screens all around. Wow. Now they've got it where you can the the guy the instructor can set it to where the whole console moves, the whole cockpit. Ooh. Like if you're banking into a turn. Yeah. The co- the whole cockpit will bank. Oh my goodness. Now I get motion sickness, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Still. Is is you don't grow out of it apparently. No, I don't. No. So they didn't do the the banking of the cockpit. Thank goodness. But the screens are so realistic. And when you're flying this oh. and, and you do a bank, it banks on the screens. Aaron, I was like, okay, hold on, I got I to gotta level out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he lets you select where you want to fly. And mine was over Vegas at night. Oh, that's so cool. And I, and you use your feet just like you know. I mean, all the it's it's the it's the oh, real that's deal. Unbelievable! Wow. And there's a one of the landmarks in Vegas has this spotlight that goes straight up. Mm-hmm. 
And and I flew right over, right through the spotlight. So cool. And that is goes, so cool. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that. <laughs> that's so pretty cool. That was, that was fun. Oh, man. So that's what I feel like on this console right here yeah. with Ruben not being here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Micah McCarty, uh, Lamar Gorey, uh, Caddo Parish School Superintendent, going to join us after the local news. 1017 FM, 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Doctor Lamar Gorey, Cattle uh, Parish School Superintendent, joining us. First of all, th- thank you for your time. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Oh, my pleasure. I always have to join my friends at Keel. You've got, you've got a uh, new proposal for the MLK neighborhood schools. Um, that's going to change kind of the alignment. Explain what you're doing first, so in, in the simplest of terms. Right. You know, one, one thing I'll tell you, Aaron, and good morning, is that uh, some of our most successful initiatives in a diverse school system come from our principals. And we have a group of principals. And if you'll kind of flash back to about 20, I think 11, uh, Cattle Parish, for reasons of uh, saving high schools, really, went to this 7-12 model where we had 7 to 12 graders on one, on one campus. Uh, pretty much over the years, uh, we have done uh, undone all of those models because community never really uh, appreciated that. And the Green Oaks feeder pattern is the only place where that still exists. Now, at the same time, because of the 7-12 model, we created this, K, this pre-K sixth grade elementary school, which is really different from all of our others in the district. We, we generally support a pre-K-5 model. So you have these sixth graders who are kind of lingering in those three elementary feeder schools um, that's just not the way we structure our district. Those principals came forward and those principals acknowledged uh, that it was a challenge and that they were even having issues with providing adequate support, not only from a professional development perspective, but also from a staffing perspective because of the way certifications are set up in the state. So they came forward and, and really looked at what are those options that we can take those sixth graders off of those elementary campuses and put them in a more traditional middle school model. That's what this has evolved to. Uh, we looked at several ways to do that, and uh, the, the best choice, the best recommendation we have is to create a true middle school in that community. So we'll have three K-5 schools. We'll have two of those elementary schools. We'll have a traditional middle school, which will be sixth through eighth grade, and a traditional high school at Green Oaks, which will be nine to 12. And Northside, which is now an elementary, will become a middle school for sixth through eighth graders, correct? Right. And, and interestingly enough, the Northside building is our original Lanier High School building. So uh, that building, uh, you know, if we look at uh, go back to integration, it served as a high school, but then it became a middle school, uh, you know, post-integration. But uh, because of the size of the facility, it's, it, it's going to make an amazing uh, middle school. That's correct. What will the, will, will the district lines change a bit for the elementary schools for Cherokee Park and Pine Grove? Will those attendance yeah. lines change a bit? There'll be some, some small shifts just so we can make sure we balance numbers as best we can and uh, balance, balance opportunities. But a uh, very minimal change to those numbers. But what you'll see is that that north side elementary school attendance zone will be mainly be absorbed by Pine Grove because of the location. But there will be some uh, a little bit of a bleed over into Cherokee Park as well. 
Okay, let me ask you, this has been done in all the other districts. This is the last one to make the change to get sixth graders out of our elementary schools. Why is it taking so long to, to do this in the MLK neighborhood? You know, I, I think if we look at the community, it's unique uh, in that, you know, like the rest of our city, we have truly seen a population decline. And, and even in this change, this is a, and this is an academic decision, but we acknowledge that there still will be decisions that this board, our, our new board, will have to make as we look at how we address operational and fiscal responsibility uh, as we go into the next four years. But again, this decision today is really based 100% on the ac- what's, what's in the academic best interest of sixth grade students. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Lamar Gorey, Cattle Parish School Superintendent. Uh, Dr. Gorey, the, a lot of these elementary schools, a lot of these feeder schools, Cherokee Park, um, Northside, which is going to be the new uh, middle school, Pine Grove, uh, they have very poor scores uh, when you rate the school system. Uh, how are you going to address getting these school scores, I mean, some as low as an F, back up to a workable, you know, a workable level? Right. I think when you look at those scores, I, you know, I encourage you to please go look at their growth scores uh, because those are really good. And, and, you know, our state has several ways of judging, of, of, of labeling, I should say, schools. Uh, one of those is overall performance. Uh, but then, two. Uh, when you look at the growth of those scores, that, and that, that will be the conversation around where did I get a child and where did I grow them to at the end of the year. Uh, I think there are some different numbers there. But what I will tell you is when we talk about academic decisions, this is why we're doing this, too. Uh, you know, the, as a principal, uh, you know, the, I, I'm providing professional support to teachers uh, and on an elementary campus. If I'm, if I'm kind of forcing elementary teachers to teach a middle school concepts and middle school students, uh, that's challenging. So I do think that this 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 decision itself will help to support students and certainly help to support principals as they support the teachers that are teaching the children. But again, those 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 things are top of mind always. Uh, you know, these schools are all uh, qualifying schools for our achievement zone support, which is our highest level of academic support, and we'll continue to do that at at that level. Let me ask you another question with regard to the this this new plan that goes. Does it go to, into effect this fall with the August school year? Right, that's our plan that okay. we will go to the board uh, in uh, week, um, you know, the twenty first for a vote, and we will be, uh, immediately begin to uh, transition to this new to this model, which we do very well. I mean, this is this is. Is, is, this is nothing new for us. This is the model that we support uh, through our theory of action, which is really about autonomous leadership in our system based on performance. Uh, this is the model that we support well. Does it come with a cost? Oh, uh, everything comes with a cost, Aaron. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, the, How much? The, the, <laughs> the cost is minimal. I mean, I, it, I think it may have been like $100,000, I mean, but I, I don't have that exact figure. But it's a minimal cost, Aaron. And certainly, you know, we're looking at this one as a cost. You can't can't really put a cost on putting these these babies in the best situation that we can. How but much how much staffing changes will be happening? Those are minimal as well. I mean, it's nothing more than what you do. You know, because if you think about it, we already have the seventh, eighth grade teachers at the high school. We're shifting them to the middle school, so there, there will be some changes. Uh, but those are all the costs, all of the change. For this is, um, you know, on a scale of a one to ten, it's a, it's a three. 
What What is your message? And we're talking to Dr. Lamar Gorey, superintendent of Caddo Schools. What is your message to parents who have children in in these neighborhoods who are not satisfied with those neighborhood schools and have been sending their kids to you know, private schools or charter schools or homeschooling, would you hope they would try them again because you, you now are realigning them and you're making changes? Would you hope you could get some of those children back? Right. I do, And I do think a part of the conversation, especially if you listen to the conversation of the board, I do think us creating more of a traditional setting uh, that our community is accustomed to will allow those schools to recruit students back into the population. Uh, you know, I think if we look at the leadership up there, and especially the middle school, we have Dr. Cindy Frazier, who is a, who is a, um, just has had a wonderful tradition of excellence in that community. I, I see her doing amazing things. Uh, I think when we look at our high school, going back to a, a, a traditional 9-12 model, uh, you know, really have an opportunity to focus only on those things that are important to high schoolers. I, I see them having an opportunity to recruit students back into the community, too. So I do believe this will be, um, you know, a, a, just a, I think it will set a great example and, and be really good for that community. Dr. Lamar Gorey, Superintendent of Caddo Schools, thanks for your time, sir. Always my pleasure, guys. Y'all have a great day. You bet. Thank you. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Six thirty new one zero one seven FM. I'm looking at it. Seven ten kilo. Yeah, I'm stressing out about this weekend mess. Wait, what losing, weekend? Losing mess? an hour of sleep. I don't. Uh, this is the weekend I don't like. Gosh. Because Monday yeah, morning yeah. we're gonna wake up and it's gonna be two in the morning and we're gonna have to come to work. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm not, I'm not in favor of this. Oh come on! But if you don't leave it like that. this all year, I'm okay with it. Leave it like this all year? No, I want I want daylight at night. Okay, so so let's change it. Change it and leave Sunday, it. and then leave it. Mm-hmm. Now I I did reach out to uh, Senator Marco Rubio's office. Oh, good. And I and I got a response from his uh, PR you. person. I know, right? Um, he's unavailable for an interview. Oh, okay. Right? We're not big enough. To yeah, get, to get yeah. the national, you know, we're small potatoes. But uh, but he did uh, he did send me some audio. Uh, and said, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put that together and hear what he has to say. Okay. Yeah. So I did hear back from him. I'm hoping his bill, his Sunshine Protection Act, and that's why we're reaching yeah. out to Senator Marco Rubio from Florida because he wrote uh, a bill called the Sunshine Protection Act, mm-hmm. which would l- allow the time change this Sunday and then leave it at daylight saving time. From now on. Right. And Dodie Horton from Houghton passed a bill in Louisiana where if the feds do that, Louisiana will follow suit. Immediately follow suit. Can we do it anyway even if the feds don't do it? Other states have done that. You bet. You bet they have. We could do that, but we haven't. Um, it's a little bit confusing when, you know, if your chain, your time chain, and then you go to Texas and it's a different time. And it's right. Yeah. If you go 10 miles down the road to, to Wascom and it's a different time, it's an hour difference. So it is a little bit of a mess. I know Hawaii does it. Um, Arizona, Arizona, right. So, uh, you know, I, I don't have a huge issue with it, but 
I just don't want to keep going back and forth. It's oh, just, I don't either. It's too much. And quite Let's frankly, I don't care which one you leave it on. Just leave it alone. No, I want the daylight at night. Well, I'm sorry about your tomatoes. I apologize for your tomatoes ahead of time. But I want the daylight in the evening. I And, and I'm apologizing to the kids that I'll have to go out in the dark and get on their school buses. I was just know. talking to my son yesterday uh, in the afternoon, and, and I asked him, I said, okay, what time is it there? Because yeah. you know it was like four thirty here, mm-hmm. and he goes, uh, it was what one thirty? And I said, okay. So no, he goes, it was five thirty anyway. Yeah, it was he's four in hours. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah he's mm-hmm. in Hawaii. So Ooh. it was a four hour difference now. So come Sunday, it'll be a five hour difference wow. between his time and my time. I and need we to have call to my son because it's my baby son's birthday. That's today. right. In he's California. in California, so he's up now. So okay, so it, there it's six thirty in the morning, so I can call him. He'll be I, I, up. Would, I would imagine he's yeah. a Marine. Oh, he's up. Yeah, he's up and going. He's Definitely. <laughs> so I'll call him and sing to him. He loves that. Tell him, <laughs> tell him I said happy birthday. I will. Well, if you if you call him, we'll do, we'll sing it to him live on okay, the air. Okay, sounds good. He'll love that, he won't he? He'll love that. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> Mikey oh. McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Key. Because I was listening to the other computer. Oh, okay, okay. I switched. What about seven FM seven ten keel? Mike and McCarty. You still have most of your toes today. I'm driving the struggle bus yeah. today. <laughs> but but we, we, we've made it. I, I've only run a couple red lights. Yeah. But nobody's gotten hurt. Nope. And that's yeah. the thing. Nobody's mm-hmm. gotten hurt. Right. And Come I, on. And I tell, we, we work with people, and I hope they're not listening. We work with people who, no, oh, everything's a crisis. Oh, yes. You know, oh, my God. Drama queen. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> or we're king. not cracking into people's brains up here. Okay? <laughs> we're not opening hearts up with a chainsaw and, you know, fixing a heart. You know, it, yeah, it's an important job. It's a you know getting and money, and there is money involved. Yes, and, absolutely. Sure, but uh, but in the in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> chill the heck out. Thank you. I mean, if things happen, and we get messages from people like, "How can you have ten seconds of dead air?" I know. <gasps> oh, how can we have ten seconds of dead air? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna die! How are we ever? I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> it's like, please chill out. There's and, things and happen. You you've been you your experience in radio though is different than mine because mm-hmm. yours mostly has been in news. Oh, absolutely. The entire time. Yeah. So mine has been music radio mm-hmm. for f- almost almost good right. lord almost right. 40 years. Yes. And there's a there's a dream and, and the actors actors have this too and I have the actor one more frequently than the radio one. But one of the dreams is and it's so funny because I heard our boss Dusty talk about he had this same dream. Mm-hmm. That you're in the control room. And you you know your music's playing and it's fading and you don't have anything else queued up. Oh yeah. There's nothing else in the control room. Oh, there's yeah. no records. There's no carts. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know. And and so you've got dead air. Yes. <laughs> and it's and it's and the oh. actor version of that is I'm I'm in the wings during a a, a show a play, and the stage manager goes Mike you're on you're on go and I look at him and go. 
What show are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my lines. What play are we in? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so that's man. kind of how I feel right now with yeah. Ruben not being here. Oh, boy. You're doing good. <laughs> Michael, thank you. Michael McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Seven. I had to wait for the peak. One one seven. I was worried about that dancing. Seven ten keel. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, and uh, we just called your your son in California. Mm-hmm. Sang him happy birthday. Yeah, it's his birthday today. My baby's born today. Twenty eight. He, so. he was less than thrilled. He's not a. He's not a. It's six thirty out there, you know. So he's probably getting ready for work. He's you know he's busy. So my uh, favorite part of the conversation was though when you said. Are you off today? He goes, Mom, why would I be off today? Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's so funny. He's a sweet Marine guy. Staff Sergeant. Staff Sergeant. Why would I be yeah. off today? Yeah, exactly. I loved it. Oh, he's a sweet guy though. I mean I have I have I'm blessed. I have two wonderful sons and I, and they really are great. And I spoke to him yesterday. I made sure he got my gift that I sent him and you know, I said, I'll call you tomorrow and of course I gotta sing to him, you know, he's your baby still. But um so happy birthday. It was twenty eight years. Golly, they're growing up. They're men. Oh, I know. You know, they're grown men now. It's just crazy. My baby is 33 years old. Oh, wow. That's my baby girl. Yeah. We had uh, Shelly Ragel joined us in the 7 o'clock hour, and I'm I'm curious. for You were here. You were getting your feet wet, pun intended, pun in, yeah. last year when this whole swimming pool debacle was going right, on. Right, right. And uh, former Mayor Adrian Perkins, they sent out RFPs. This company from Atlanta responded, and the mayor said that uh, Shelly McMillan's response was... And this uh, is rock solid. Yes. Rock solid is the Mm -hmm. local company that's been running the pools for years. Right. And then basically, the previous administration just said no. Yeah. For for really no reason. Said they weren't responsive to the bid process, but I mean, they were able to show that they were. Um, and the, the, the mayor just wanted to go in a different direction with this Atlanta company to run the pools. But then the funny part about it was last year, if you remember, once the Atlanta company really looked at the nuts and bolts, they went, eh, thanks, no thanks. <laughs> right. No, we're out. Right. You can't do that for 125 grand. Have you lost your mind? And so they got Shelly back on board, and she ran the pools last year. And Shelly Ragel with Spar told us they had a very successful pool season right been meeting with mcmillan throughout the year you know to get things ready for this year and and they have those rfps out now way earlier than we did last year thank goodness and they're due on the 28th of march so we will know who's running the pools you know before probably before april or first couple of weeks in april and it's a good thing the the biggest thing that hit me about that entire conversation is that she was saying the are those called splash pads mm-hmm. downtown on the riverfront yes that have been closed for years right because of the flooding in mm-hmm. 15 i think so yeah and 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 when all that got submerged it just it I, I apparently destroyed the pumps and things that are underground mm-hmm. that work all of those right. and the lighting system yes and we and we had heard 
In fact, we've heard for years it's just too expensive. It's yeah. She last time Shelly and I talked, dollars. she said it's going to be it's two hundred thousand dollars every time we fix it. Right. And they had fixed it a couple of times, and she said it's just cost prohibitive. It's going to flood every other year. We can't do that anymore. We just can't do it. But, but she told us this morning things are different. She said technology has changed. And they've been talking to the company or a company mm-hmm. that said, actually, there are some things we can do. And so they're looking at not only fixing the splash pads for the kids downtown and adults who hopefully won't pee in it, yeah. um, but coordinating the lighting system with the Barkowski Bridge lighting How system. cool is that? <laughs> That's really impressive. It really is cool. And I'm hoping they can get that done. And, and uh, you know, if the, if the city is struggling for money, I think a, a private funding group would come in and say, let's get the splash pads back open. Hugely popular downtown. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? They have opened the bathrooms down there. So you can go to the bathroom right there next door. You don't have to go to the bathroom in the splash pad anymore. In anymore? case there was anybody that did that. Anymore? Right. <laughs> Glover banned me from those because there was a rumor, and I'm not I'm not admitting to anything, but those that back open would be a big deal, big deal for downtown. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Key. Seven FM, seven ten keel. Mike and McCarty. Is it Friday yet? Not quite. Almost. Oh my almost, gosh! Yes. Almost. Um, Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow we're going to be joined by uh, Mayor Tom Arsenault. Yes. Because um, we're going to talk to him about uh, the demo work at Fairgrounds Field, the Rev Entertainment deal. We got a lot to discuss with him tomorrow. Um, you know. He obviously is going to talk crime too. We, you know, there have been a lot of issues with regard to that. So, a lot on on our plate for tomorrow too. Realistically, what can the mayor do about crime? I mean, realistically, yes, we want to complain about it, and mm-hmm. it's a legitimate complaint. Sure, that young people are dying. Mm-hmm. But realistically, you know what? I'm glad you asked me that because there are things. Okay, keep your swimming pools open longer. Have more activities in the summer for kids to go do. Um, spend your money. Find ways. If you if you don't have the city money, find ways to get corporate America to invest in your community to open up some of the gyms so that the kids can go there and, and have things to do. Because it's, you know, it's a lot of times it's idle minds get into trouble. What's the saying? I don't know. The, I don't know the phrase. I always screw it up anyway. But people that if they don't have things to do. They're going to go get into trouble. Sure. And when trouble brews, you know, we hear about this, well, the, the the shooting that happened at the Burt Coons in front of the old, the, the Hot Wheels. Those folks met there. I mean, it had nothing to do really with the Hot Wheels skating right, rink. Right, sure. They decided to meet there so they could fight. But it, it, And someone brought a gun to the fight. This goes back to our discussion with the uh, education superintendent, Dr. Lamar Gorey. Education is vital. Mm-hmm. We've got to provide quality education, and that entire district is is a failing grade. He never really addressed my question. 
about how to bring those up because if you look at the grades on those schools cherokee park was an f mm-hmm. um uh, north side was an f and it has been for the past four or five years yep pine grove same thing yeah they're so and, and, and kudos to them that they're addressing those issues right and you have to start young those those habits are formed young so education is vital Anyway. And and the, and the problem too, and I know we got to take a break. We got to stop. Some people accept that, and it's like that's all that they're they they think that's all that they can get. No, stop accepting yeah. this horrible stuff and demand better. It's your tax money too, you know. Thank you for your patience, Mike and McCarty. Uh, we'll pick it back up tomorrow. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel.